Hey guys, welcome to Coffee with Mirko, episode number 15. I'm very excited. Today it's a beanie kind of day. Felt like it. It's pretty cold here in Melbourne. So, as per usual, we go gonna make coffee. So, my water is heating up. And uh, we're gonna just make a lovely ever press until we can get this show started. So, as per usual, uh, hopefully you are well, you're safe, and uh, you are achieving all the things that you want to achieve. Um, I'm just gonna actually wet the paper off my filter. Uh, so, we get rid of that nasty papery flavor. Here we come. Um, so, today we're going to be joined by barista, roaster, trainer, and uh, former uh, German barista champion, uh, Nicole Butterfeld. So, very excited. She's also ranked top five in the world for coffee and good spirits. So, a real true hustler that really covers all the corners of the coffee game. So, we'll brew some coffee, make some coffee. We're drinking today. A Mexican natural from the boys at Gridlock, a small coffee roaster here in uh, Melbourne. And uh, yeah, so in today's chat, as usual, we're gonna go through a series of questions. You can recatch the live if you are not able to follow it, and uh, it will be very interesting to really discover a lot of different areas uh, within the all the many skills that Nicole has, and you guys can obviously ask all the questions. I'm really excited to meet meet with her, see where she's at, and uh, yeah, once the coffee's ready, she will join us, so now it's time to say hi to a few people. Mitchell, good to see you again. Yokoshima, Zika Fair. Nicole is in the house too, so hey Nicole, we'll see you very soon. And uh, yeah. I've actually been dying for my second cup of coffee, but I usually wait for the show so that I don't get over-caffeinated. I used to drink way, way a lot more coffee than I do these days, but um, it's all good it's all for the best. For the people join, joining in right now, I'm going to type it in the comment and pin it. So today we're talking with uh, Nicole Butterfeld. Uh, apologies, Nicole, for my pronunciation for the surname. So chatting with Nicole um, So you guys are in for a good treat. Uh, she's just, she's just, she's just everything in coffee. Uh, barista, trainer, roaster, uh, competition. She won the 2018 uh, German Barista Championship. So, you know, a true, a true hustler in the game. Hey, Connolly, Nafia, barista on bike, Tanya, Time to plunge. And uh, hope you got coffee. Get yourself coffee, you'll need it. And uh, we're gonna get started. Coffee with Mirko. It's a gloomy, rainy, very cold day here in Melbourne. So this is gonna really do the trick for me. And uh, I really look forward to have a good chat uh, with Nicole. And uh, yeah, and we all of you guys, of course, you can ask all the questions in the world. Well, and we'll see. 
what we can learn today from uh, this amazing professional in coffee. Perfect. I love this cup because it just fits the perfect amount of my AeroPress. So without further ado, I'm going to send an invite to Nicole and we can get this started on the way. Nagi Saba Razafatu. Yo! Hello! What's good? I love the berets. I'm wearing a beanie. I know. Gotta, gotta wear something colorful in this rainy, groomy days. Yeah, it's really cold here in Melbourne. How, how are you doing up in, uh, in Canberra? Um, yeah, I think I start understanding that Australia isn't always warm. <laughs> yeah, it's been only raining for the last three days. It's really cold. I think today when I left, I was, like, was three degrees. Yeah. I, I used to feel the same when I first when I first arrived in Australia because I'm from the uh, from the Alps. Basically, I'm on the border between Italy and Austria. Um, you know where Garda Lake is, and um, you know I thought that was cold, and I thought Australia is going to be hot and it's going to be beautiful. It's going to be summer all all year round. Now, not until I got to Melbourne. So yeah, I, I feel I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> um, and. Uh, First and foremost, everything good with you, with the virus and everything? You're good, you're safe? Oh, yeah, definitely. I think I'm one of the few that actually did the corona tests because when everything oh, started blowing cool. up, I, mean, um, I just, well, yeah, I just got back from Germany like because it was, I wasn't supposed to get back that early and we had to book a flight all of a sudden and basically three days later, the borders were closed. So I just made it in time. And then they said, oh, could you do one of those tests? I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess, well, you look well, so I'm assuming that was negative. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. All is <laughs> <laughs> yeah. good. All right. Um, I know it's a classic starter, but I think lots of people want to hear it and they're going to rewatch it. Um, I did a little bit of, you know, uh, looked a little bit uh, of your history but you can tell us how did you start your uh, coffee journey and then we can dig in through more questions i think the general coffee journey i started uh, the same reason why everyone starts in coffee mainly because i needed money <laughs> it wasn't a very 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 romantic background i was just like okay i need a job i need to finance my driver's license so after I finished school, I just started working in a cafe. But lucky for me, it was a very good cafe. And we had a Lama Tsoko GB5. And back then, we had mother grinders, the ones uh, oh, yeah. with, the, with the pedal, which was like 12 years ago. That was what you had to have. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I just kind of like stayed working in hospitality ever since. And then um, I learned how to be a chef because I wanted to get more experience in flavors and how food in general works. And in this process, I moved to Berlin and in Berlin, working restaurants, like star restaurants. And it was very stressful. I can tell you anyone who wants to become a chef, it's very hard work. <laughs> yeah, um, you're freezing on me, but I'm not sure if it's me or if it's Canberra. Um, 
Hang on. Let me check my... Maybe I'll, I'll shut my Wi-Fi on my Mac. Um, all right, you can hear me now? Are you good? Yeah, I'm, I okay, can cool. see you the whole time. <laughs> okay, cool. Oh, that was me. Um, so, yeah, becoming a chef is not, is not a stroll in the park. I have lots of chef's friends because, obviously, uh, OSPO. And, uh, yeah, yeah, not easy. And no, uh, very, very stressful. And um, it can be dangerous. <laughs> oh, watch out for flying pan. Yeah. Yeah. And crazy yeah, head chefs. Yeah. I had all of this. And then I kind of like really wanted to go back to coffee because it was just something that I understood way better. And then I started working for a small roastery. And I think six years ago, I applied for my first specialty coffee job. And been happy there ever since like specialty coffee is just something that I really really like and understand and um, learn more about it every day so and in fact it, you, you pretty much are all rounder as they say in Australia in the sense like you you train you compete you're a barista you roast you kind of do a bit of everything um, tricky question but what's your strongest passion or what attracts you the most I mean spirits as well uh, mm. <laughs> I think what I'm actually the strongest at is just being fast on the machine, to be honest. Like I'm really, cool. I'm just really strong <laughs> at, at cool. being fast on the machine. I don't know. Um, but yeah, obviously the creative part is, is one of my like biggest passions. I'm like now when the quarantine is and when your menu is produced and everything, I just, sometimes come home and bought a couple of bottles of something and then I just start making cocktails out of the blue and Beyonce is like okay bring it on that, 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 that's that's a good hobby it's it's pretty you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> which actually very, I was yeah go on it's just very interesting for me how how flavors work together and what you can combine and then see how how things develop because I usually have like a, a rough idea in my head or like a concept or a plan. Um, and then it's really not as glamorous as many people think. I just stand here and do my, I don't know, plunger kind of like winging it recipe. And then like, oh, I measure later and, and the flavors really work together. It's really good. Yeah. A lot of times a mistake can turn into a new recipe and that, uh, I used to be um, uh, a head bartender at uh, at a jazz club, and uh, it's it's good fun. Um, you know, <laughs> you know how yeah, it is. Um, it really is. Which actually brings me uh, to a question, which it's not even here, but I was watching your routine at uh, Coffee in Good Spirit, and um, I was like, you must have drunk a lot leading up to the competition to try what combination, <laughs> <laughs> like. Oh my god, yeah. So, trust me, it sounds more fun than it is because you have to organize your normal work schedule with your training schedule. So, I was working like six or seven days a week, but only after one. So, they've reduced my hours um, and the cafes in Berlin are open late. So, I was working from like 1 p.m. till 7 p.m. Um and I came in at eight o'clock in the morning and started training and started, started tasting. So by one o'clock, I was smashed. 
and then had to start working. Oh, that was, that was, after, I think after like three or four weeks, I just was like, oh, God, I, I, don't, please don't, don't give me any alcohol and coffee. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, 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 yeah, I can imagine. That's why I was like, damn, like she must have. But hey, you, you know, you did amazing, and uh, I really enjoyed your routine. It was, uh, it was pretty, it was pretty cool to watch, and uh, yeah, you smashed this. So that's that's great. And then, I mean, obviously, one of your uh, major achievements um, as far as your career is obviously winning the German uh, Germany Barista Championship, uh, and we can safely say that. It was also a big win for women in coffee. Um, and, you know, I feel that uh, I'd like to see more and more women in coffee uh, winning and coming up in this uh, strongly used-to-be male industry. Do, do you feel, aside from the joy of winning, but do you feel a sense of pride and a little bit of responsibility as well with that? So I have to say that in Germany, actually, there was a long story of women being the barista champions. It was Anna for two times and then it was Chloe Natras before me. And then it was me. And this year, um, it is again a woman. Um, Eileen won this year. So in Germany, it's actually not that uncommon. But what I've realized when I stepped out of my bubble, I realized that there's not many women when I go to conventions or anything like this. So I started thinking and I started being an advocate for women in coffee and I think it's an important thing but the last two years have shown us in the world competitions especially that the women that do compete they are fucking badass like latte art champion brewers cup champion twice now twice a woman and then um two times barista champion it's just like it just really is so impressive how this changed in within two years yeah uh sorry you broke it up a couple of times but yeah i mean it's 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 been really good to see uh lots of women in their in their specialties to really succeed and make it to uh top 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 floor of the world uh but even in the nationals like i just spoke to andrew allen which is the usa 2020 uh barista champion and uh you know that was another amazing win for 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 that country. So I didn't I didn't actually know the record of uh, female rap rep representation representation in Germany. Uh, but I think it's great as well what you did with the entire concept of um, you know women in coffee and uh, create that awareness. And uh, yeah, it's it's great. Um, what I think what, what I do you? Yeah, go on. Sorry, can I just say one thing? What I Please. usually want to say or the message that I have is that it isn't that we're not allowed to compete. Like all of us are resemblance of women going there and competing and doing very well. I think what we need to share is the message that women have to be a little bit more um, self-confident to actually go out there and claim their place. Um and this is what I speak up for. I speak up for women being more educated or being more self-confident. That's yeah, and that's pretty much the, uh, the 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 answer to the next question, which is like, what words would you have for young women, especially to get started? And yeah, that was yeah, it. Just being being self-confident because a lot of the times we do 
talk ourselves down a lot and we sometimes get talked down from other people um and just going through that and coming out stronger i think is is very important absolutely absolutely and i think that i love what a you know what different women that i spoke to uh, on the show had different message and we went from you know be yourself to all the way to what you just said about generate a be of a more a stronger self-confidence and you're absolutely right and uh, i think that being a barista it goes so much further than the cup of coffee uh, it goes from the connection the human connection the interaction the service the, exactly. the, the the overall experience i think we've we've lost kind of the human touch and uh, women can provide a certain amount of connection which is different than men and uh, it's just part of nature so there's a space for both and i i agree with you i think that uh, we're going to see more and more uh, women progress in the coffee industry as well because of of you guys who's been killing it, you know. Uh, each of you, uh, whether it's first spot, second spot, fifth spot, being up there, it's like, I want to be like her. And that's great for, for the entire, you know, uh, industry. Um, so this is a little bit a question that I had, and it's a little bit, not it's kind of coffee-related, but not. But, like, have you been to Melbourne yet? Yeah, yeah, one, okay. twice, twice. <laughs> okay would you say that berlin and melbourne are kind of similar in a coffee way or no what's your take uh, so the first time i visited melbourne is like seven or eight years ago um and then the last and i didn't recognize coffee like specialty coffee for what it is back then um, and the last time I visited was in November, I think, for two or three days. I know that a lot of Australians say that Melbourne is the Berlin of Australia, um, which I do see in a lot of things. Like it's very urban and it is very hip and um, quite multicultural. And I think it's definitely a place where I would feel very at home. Um, but in the coffee sense, I think it's more progressive than it is in Berlin. Okay. Um, I think in Berlin it's very important that you that you still stick to a couple of of boundaries and rules, especially for the Berlin customers, like the actual actual German customers. Although there's like very few Germans living in Berlin, um, but. I've been to shops in Melbourne that just look like out of a, a design a magazine where you're just like, what? Okay. Um, which is really, really cool and really interesting, but there's just not that many places like this in Berlin. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's exactly why I asked that question because I've never been to Berlin. I've been to Hamburg, Munich, and all other cities, but for some reason I never went to Berlin. But... I yeah, that's that's the thing that we hear. We hear that Berlin is like Melbourne is the Australian Berlin, and uh, I just want to get your take. But you know, it's like you know, the, I get you. You know, you you local. And how often do you go? <laughs> um, how often do you go back to Berlin now that you're in Canberra? Um, the last time I went was for the German Championships in March. Um, 
and to compete in Coffee and Spirits, but that got cancelled then in the end. Um, and then I was supposed to go back, hopefully, if I would have won to Poland and everything. Like, all of these plans are now overboard. So, um, yeah, it's very, very unsure what I'm going to do now, to be honest. Like, Because now you're working um, at, at the Honor store, at the cafe still? I'm working for Honor at um, the High Road Cafe. Yeah, High Road, yeah. So I'm working for High Road. Okay, yes, yeah, yeah. And uh, what, over there, are you still able to work with the current situation or you're, you know... You, Berlin or...? Oh, no, at High Road. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I'm employed, which is very good. <laughs> I'm very, <laughs> very good. happy. I'm still earning money. <laughs> um, yeah, it's crazy how fast the whole the whole company had to adapt to all of the situations. It was just a big chaos at the start. And then I've never seen people react so fast, like having plans left, right, center, being like, okay, we do this now. We do only takeaway, but we also do produce boxes. And it was, I was just standing in the middle of this being like, okay, how can I help? Um, it was really fascinating also seeing all of this extremely, talented young people that are that have so much knowledge in coffee then just yeah thriving going going ahead being amazing managers is really good yeah i mean ona has definitely a few not a few a lot of, you know you, you guys have a good team of professionals where thriving from being passionate and loving the art of coffee like under no doubt is one of the roses that really compile like lots of people passionate and they look at on and say this is where i want to be and uh i think well we last week or so we i had uh matt lewin and uh, we're talking about it too and i think it's just the importance of having the right mentors uh around you especially aligned to the goals that you want to achieve so you know, if you want to become a barista champion, then you got to find the people that to work for that will allow you to get as close as possible to that dream destination of yours. So, yeah. Well, it's also just that, I mean, I came from a foreign country and I didn't really know a lot of the people working here. And it is impossible to not make friends with them. It is so, so, so great. Um, so you go training and you ask your friends basically to give you feedback and to judge you and they will give you the most honest opinion but at the same time you know this is much better than anyone being like oh yeah it was great but not really so <laughs> I've actually had the pleasure of, of making so many friends here um, in in the little honor universe as well, um, who I can just chat about competition as well. That's great. It it, it creates that hub, that that you know community sense. So yeah, I, I get you. I get you. Um, and I think that something that keeps popping out back into this conversation is people. You know, going back to the human connection. I think people play such an incredible role um, within this industry especially because uh, it's hospitality first um, the shop without people would not 
would not exist. And uh, without the people, we could not provide coffee, of course, to the people. So, and that goes across the professionals. So that's, that's one of my favorite parts, but I'm very yeah. passionate about people too. And it goes um, definitely both things. Things calls us as actually, sorry, keep going. I just want to say it goes both ways. So if your managers give you the, all this trust and they realize that they need you to be passionate about your job, you as an employee really bring out your own passion to work for the company and make everything better. It's like I, I have never been around a business model that is so close to their to their employees as here. And I am fascinated. It is really really good it's different than europe in many ways for sure especially yeah yeah, yeah. definitely so, I, i know what you're saying maybe maybe it's and, um, a good feedback for people from australia listening because in europe or in germany what i know is that a lot of people work because they need to work not because they are super passionate about it or they love what they do they wouldn't maybe they go to a job and they say i don't mind it But it's very rare that you meet people that say, I love my job. Very, very rare. While yeah. here, I'm just surrounded by people saying that and I'm blown away by that, by that positive attitude. Yeah, uh, definitely Australia is a good place for coffee professionals, 100%. And in fact, there's a lot of, I met a lot of European or uh, people from Asia or different countries who, come to Australia and if they can stay, it's the place where they want to grow and expand their coffee knowledge and coffee network and, uh, and be able to maybe bring it back home. So I guess what you're saying, um, 100%. And um, so Thingis Cosas is asking, how long did it take you before you became a barista champ? Mm, I think I was working in specialty coffee for a year. And then I decided to take part in the 2016, a little bit, I was working a little bit more than a year in, in specialty coffee. And then in 2016, I just did it. I just thought I've got nothing to lose. And I placed second in my first competition ever in the German championship. And I was like, whoa, okay. <laughs> That was really good. So I decided to compete again. And then you win 2018, so year and a half. Yeah. Oh, and then there was no 2017 competition. So actually, oh, then yeah, yeah. There you go. The next time, that's that's pretty good. Like yeah, <laughs> like those people, those people who like take them years. Yeah, no, that's really impressive. Um, and and sticking with the competition because I think I think a lot of people underestimate the mental and physical uh, work that goes behind it. Um, I don't, you know, I don't think that lots of people understand how many cups, how many jugs of milk, how much coffee, alcohol as well, but that's a different competition that you have to go through in order to get to that stage. A, confident, B, also mentally prepared because it's, you know, it's 15 minutes, 40 minutes. Uh, mm. well, What was your secret that pushed you really towards winning? You know, for some people, it's like they're highly competitive. So for people, it's like, I don't know, I want to do it for mom or whatever. Like, mm. Well, I think I just, I'm, I've got a little bit of a problem with saying a good thing about myself 
for to myself like i never say i'm good at this or at, or that what i do is enough so i think i wanted to do it and place good to show to myself or to prove that i'm good at something like i don't know i've never had a thing where i was exceptionally good so i just really wanted to do that and prove not just to myself but maybe also to others because that there is something that i'm actually good at i think that was the thing that that really drove me that's that's beautiful thank you for sharing like really i think that now nah, for, for real like i think a lot of people yeah. want that but they get stopped and uh it's super connected to the second question you know i feel that lots of people um especially in this day and age uh there's a lot of insecurities and there's a lot of fear of judgment because uh where is a guy or a girl it's like oh you're a barista you should yeah. have been a doctor a lawyer a architect so what yeah. should have started um and you know but at the same time it's like is it important to be happy and just do what you love yeah but as you said so many people come in and they ask you what's your real job for example and then you stand there and you're like oh my god what is my real job i thought this is my real job um and yeah just if it would be painting i would have probably tried to paint very well like if i was thinking that i'm could be possibly the best at that or if it would be something else i would have probably tried that but i think as long as you think you're really good in something there's nothing that stops you from trying to to prove it to yourself or to compete in it. Yeah, and that was your secret to overcome basically that. That's yeah, that's great. 100%. I mean, I'm still and struggling. I'm still every single time I um I compete, I still struggle against myself and I still say, "Nah, I'm definitely not good enough." Definitely not. Especially this year when I went to the German championship and i knew that this was the hardest one that i've ever done and um i was in canberra crying being like i don't want to go i don't think i can do this i it was such a mental cluster that was in and then still going on stage trying to to look professional and then everyone else just sees the presentation and it's like you're so confident on stage and you're so well spoken while the way that it took to get there was so <laughs> frustrating and, and 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 it's 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 common too in the sense of i you know we watch routines but it's like the work behind it it's different level you know and uh, thank you for sharing that i think um i think a lot of people struggle with even admitting it and i think the number one uh, uh thing is once you got that awareness is also forgiving yourself and loving yourself a big ones for sure and i think that no you know in this day and age more than ever it's super important even in business i think there's an application to it it's not just about being a, a hippie or uh, into yoga i think self care and rest sleep um overall well-being also is about performance and uh forgiving and loving ourselves is definitely uh, a good weapon in in many ways um 
and yeah, I, I, I know what you're saying. I mean, I watched, uh, it's funny that you said that you looked confident into the, into the presentation, but that's the same with us, Lamb Butler, and he said, man, I was shitting my pants before the comp. Like, I'm glad that you thought I was calm on stage, but I'm like, yeah. I was nervous. I'm like, yeah. Um, so I, I, get, I, get, I get what you're saying, which is, which is great. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah. Someone asking if uh, wearing a beanie is a requirement being a barista. Um, no, but when you're in quarantine and you're trying to get your hair long, <laughs> for myself, they're, they're, it's not pretty. Like, oh, wow. <laughs> I'm really trying, but um, yeah. <laughs> It's, uh, that's, that's all it is, man. <laughs> oh, boy. That's all right. I always had a buzz cut, and uh, when I quit my job last year and started my own business, I decided to go for gold. And, like, you know what? I'm going to let my hair grow because nobody's going to care. It's just going to be about me. And uh, we go back about not caring, you know? Um, <laughs> so Yeah, I've got, I've got a great story for that um, from behind the stage at the World Finals. Um, so when we all lined up and we were about to go out where they announced the finalists, I was already like, oh, that was great being here. It was such a great experience. And I'm going to be so glad when I don't have to do this again tomorrow. And then we went on stage and they announced my name. And I was not prepared because I said... Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And then I looked at my team and I was like, we have to go to the shop now because I've never practiced the Irish coffee. So we went back to the shop and it was like seven or eight o'clock PM. And we made about 16 different Irish coffee recipes. So we drank 16 Irish coffees. Um, and then at like 11.30, I was so hyped up. I was, I was shaking. I was half drunk, half over-caffeinated, had to go home. I was freaking out about everything. Um, and then the next day, I was super, super tired. And I was in the backstage area. And you have to imagine, it's like Dan Fellows, Agnieszka, um, Mano, like all of these people that are so incredibly... They're giants to me. And then I was falling asleep <laughs> constantly because <laughs> I was so tired. And everyone else just said, oh, my God, this Nicole. She's incredible. She's so calm. I was like, no, <laughs> not calm. Just so tired. <laughs> please, please. Yeah. It's about... What you see and what actually happens. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, it's like television, you know, or, you know, behind the video, there's a lot of things happening for sure. Yeah. Uh, but look, as far as I'm concerned, the routine looked good to me, uh, but I can see how you could have been sleepy after sipping 16 Irish coffee the night before. Mm. Sounds about right. Um, <laughs> Especially because there's coffee involved. I think a lot of people forget that. There's like this coffee involved. It's not just alcohol. So the buzz is like... Very, 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 very high concentration of coffee as well because you need to do... You need to updose. So I think my dose was on 240 milliliters. I used 55 grams of coffee. Wow. 
that's a lot of coffee. Uh, yeah. Maybe maybe you could do the yoga Irish coffee at the next comp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. that was super. That was super creative. That's great. That's great. Thanks. Honestly, Thanks. I'm all about that... I'm all about content creation, and I was like, "That's clever." I was like, "That's smart." I get it. That's cool. Yeah, using ISO yeah. for something creative. Yeah, uh, yeah, and I think uh, we have a lot of uh, coffee people uh in this industry who are also extremely talented in creative things like art and no and whatnot. And I, and that's where I think being a barista is or you know, a coffee professional is just sometimes like you're also a musician, a poet, uh, an artist, uh, you know, a painter, even the way that you talk, paint or sing about coffee. You know, I I recently spoke uh, this morning, uh I had an interview with uh, a very famous uh, farm in Panama. I'm sure you know which one it is, and they're gonna come on the show as well in a couple of weeks. Oh, and, um, amazing! Yeah, and uh, I was super humble. Like honestly, I left that conversation. I was like, it was just a. They just wanted to ask me a few questions. That was it, and just to meet before before the live. And I was like, yeah, that's fine. And the way this person was talking, I was like, man, like the love, the passion. It's like it's like an art. Uh, it's yeah. it's it's not just. Uh, uh, your nine to five job, and that's why you have stories like yours, stories like others who train a crazy amount of hours, and they don't even feel it because they love what they're doing. And I think it's so important. And if, once you find that purpose, it just drives you. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like is a is a thing that just goes by itself once you found it. Yeah, hundred percent, and you can yeah, hundred percent, and then you have all these amazing people around and supportive and. Uh, it's like you connect and it's like you might meet someone once and then you're friends forever. So I, I love that about coffee. Um, speaking of which, it's a question that I always ask, but what would you like to see in the future of coffee? Hmm. Well, that's a, especially now a very tricky question because I think the whole game is, upside down now because so many shops had to close. So I, I wish I could talk about extreme new innovations, anything else, but actually in the moment, I just wish that I go back to the places I've visited and the shops are still there. That's actually the main thing that I care for in the moment. I think that's absolutely correct. Yeah, that's, I hope that too. I hope that yeah. too. So that's, um, that's my future wish for the coffee industry that hopefully all of the shops that are doing a great job can can survive and I, look I'm, I'm feeling very confident and positive because i've been in the industry on the road as well so i used to work uh, for a coffee roaster in sydney but here in melbourne and uh so you get to know the people on the street yeah i wrote that i'm gonna read that comment myself but <laughs> i think i know what it means <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to Dietrich. I mean, that's uh, said so that you made him a very amazing, very nice espresso in uh, Rostate. Thank you in 2016. Yeah, I actually <laughs> oh, studied German for like 14. <laughs> yeah, I studied German like for 14 years, but I forgot it all. I'm very. It's one of my biggest regrets. 14 years. 
Yeah, because I'm coming from Gadaze, so it's like, you know, it's like Zuti roll, you know, pretty much. So that's we, true. and I, that, that's my biggest regret. I don't care about studying too much. I'm not academic, I've never been. My mom would kill me because she's a teacher and, you know, I didn't go to uni. Um, but my biggest regret is not, my German didn't stick with me. And I was like, damn. But anyway, um, but that sentence was simple enough for me to read. Yeah. Um, now, I think, I think I feel positive about coffee shop staying uh, open, especially the ones that you described of, the ones that, that were doing a good job. I think that, unfortunately, there were a lot of shops that they were, that they opened uh, thinking that coffee was going to be easy um, mm. and could have been a cool yeah. investment. Coffee is not easy. <laughs> we, we, we know exactly especially if you don't know how to cook or if you don't know how to run it or if you don't know how to make coffee so if you miss one of the three or all of them you need at least one or two i believe um and even then it's hard i think the people who were doing a good job they were also doing the most kilos of the street um so there were a lot of shops that were already a little in trouble before the virus. And it's going to be sad, but there's going to be obviously, we need to be realistic and natural selections of which are going to survive. And hopefully mm. the people who, are not, who will close the doors will find uh, uh, something uh, for their next chapter in life. Um, but it's a strong community that we have and we all do our small things. We, we do yoga videos, making cocktails to cheer up baristas who are bored at home. We do live streams. We do we do what we can, uh, free classes on Zoom. And I think that we saw really the community to get together and say, hey, it's going to suck, but we can't stay here and cry and dwell and dig ourselves a hole. We're just going to come back out of it. Uh, and it's just going to be everyone's effort from farm to roaster to wholesale clients to the customers so someone will start to pay a little bit more for something and that'll start mm. you know we'll see a different processes for sure yeah i think i'm very excited about to see what happens afterwards like i think a lot of people now have a lot of time to really focus on projects and all of these zoom meetings already show us that we could do um, parts of our job that we thought we had to do in a certain place and now we can be very flexible with this and this means we can achieve other goals in the meantime so I think this is going to be a very exciting thing I think there's obviously like you lots of people interviewing um, I love listening to a lot of podcasts for example that have this topic or yeah great video content incredible so many professional um, training videos are getting recorded in the moment so that um, end consumers can actually now get educated at home. Impressive. That's, yeah, and, 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 it's, and it's free too for most cases. So yeah. it's, uh, it, there's a lot of good resources. And yeah, you're absolutely right. And uh, it's funny. Um, I was talking to a friend of mine. He's a personal trainer and he's, he's been training me because, you know, we've been training together. And he trains me from home now. And I was like, we could have done this for the past two years, you know, like mm. <laughs> like video calls and all that. So it's kind of nice that given health and financial and mental health are in check, 
we are able to actually now unlock different ways to communicate and uh, produce content and distribute content to uh, our niche and our industry 100%. So um, if you, if you, I'm really intrigued, though, by how many things that you've been doing. And, you know, it takes a whole lot of skills of set to be a barista and being fast on the machine. I've been there on those high volume accounts because I used to be a barista. I know the feeling. But, uh, you know, one stage you feel like you're on drugs or something because you're like, reality is just going yeah. slower, but you're going faster than reality. I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> it's like metrics. Um, and, um, but then train, <laughs> training, it takes a whole different set of skills because it's a lot about communication and, uh, to be a good trainer, you need to be a good teacher. And then roasting, you know, you know, you need, it's interesting because roasting a lot of times, you, a lot of roasters are a little bit um, introverted because it's like you and the roaster going for a spin and a dance for, you know, <laughs> the whole day. Um, baristas is constant people, 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 like in a lot of crowds and trainers is like one-on-one. So, which one uh, obviously you said already that you're like smashing it but what would it be your ideal uh, role that you could create it doesn't exist and you're like i want to become the first i don't know coffee artist that paints and i don't know on top of a coffee machine i don't know something whatever but what would that be what would that look like for you well i think with my last job, I already had the perfect combination of all of this. I think I was three days on the machine and then um, I was a day or two roasting and then one day only training. Um, so there was a very, very good mix of everything that I could do. And then I like to, as I've already said, I quite like to talk myself down because when you do bar, all you have to do is be fast and clean and organized and roasting is pretty much like like driving a truck like you have to do your license and this is the main part and after that you just have to stay focused but it's really boring sometimes because it's the roaster spinning and you're just like there's things that you can't miss so like driving a truck it's very important to stay focused but it's also really boring um and when i was teaching people i think when i give a class i put over 200 percent of my energy in it i'm like a little rubber ball that's bouncing in the whole room and then constantly talking about private experience that i've made so i think that they can relate to it and usually people don't expect it from me but they go out and they're like oh my god I actually understood what she said and what she meant which is what I want to achieve because your time is very limited in one of those classes um so yeah I don't think it is a lot that I do I just think I do a lot of different things where I'm kind of like okay good at <laughs> I, I, I think that this is where I come in and I say, look, you're doing fantastic. Um, you know, all of the three things that we spoke, they are by themselves arts. You know, roasting yeah. is like cooking and cooking is like 
you know, an art. Um, teaching, you know, you go back in the ancient Greeks and Romans, like being a teacher and a philosopher and being a mentor, that you're able to teach someone that go from zero to two to three to four to five, it's amazing, not just for the result, but also the impact that you've made on someone's life. And being a fast barista is amazing for A, business, B, for the customers, and you're making, you know, a, a quarter of Berlin's coffee or, you know, or Canberra. That's pretty good and essential. Uh, I think that, yeah, you're right. Maybe you do, maybe took a little step down because I think it's, it's um, what I find amazing is that Usually, I met a lot of roasters, a lot of baristas, a lot of trainers, and they gravitate towards one or other where you seem to have the whole spectrum, the whole just hovering, You're just hovering around. <laughs> it's great. It's great. It's super balanced. What's, what's that? Can I do that? <laughs> it's super balanced. You know, I, I couldn't roast for the love of life. I, I did a little bit with my previous job. Like I was like, you know, spending a day with the roasters and I was in front of their five kilo roasting filter and I was sitting on a chair on a stool and the roaster was talking and I was like, so what are we doing now? And it's like, we wait. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I need talk. I need this. Like, this is me. Yeah. Like at the movie for the better. Um, so I was like, man, I couldn't do that. So I think you, you're doing amazing that you can actually do the three and the four and with what, the coffee. What I always had um, with coffee is that I was always very interested in learning myself. So when I was roasting, I, whilst I was waiting, constantly read books about roasting, like the Scott Rao, I think, Manifest about roasted, uh, for roasters. That's really, really good. And it's really complicated for me. <laughs> because it's also all in English. So I kind of like had to read everything 12 times before I understood it. Um, and then every time we, like every single item that was in the bar, I, it's really embarrassing if you go to a place and you work with a machine and you never asked about how this machine works. But I think all of us do it. So all of us go somewhere, they use a boiler, they use something, they use a machine and they're kind of like, coming at one stage to this point where they don't really know how it works, but it's important to know how it works so you can fix stuff or you can understand why stuff is happening. Um, so, and this is no joke, of all of the machines we had in our bar, I Googled the manual and I've read the manual of all of our machines. <laughs> that was very tricky because we also were selling a lot of machines. And this is why I read all of the manuals for all of hand graders that are kind of like on the market and all of the, all of the ma machines that we were selling, um, which at the same time made me very good at teaching because then I could explain just tiny things that I read about. And, and then was like, I said, that's why that that's super easy. Why this happens like this. It's because of this and this screw. And if you replace it with another screw, then, um, so I think that helped me a lot being like kind of okay. in all of these things. Like obviously, being a barista, you just have to be chatty and be 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 good with your customers. Maybe remember their names and their orders. That would be great. Um, yeah, but reading wow. manuals, I, it's it's that's an inside tip. Read read the manuals that's... to your machines. That's really really good and helpful because that 
the only way how I could start repairing machines or, or taking them apart and like building them back together. It was really cool. I have a lot of respect. I mean, I could not imagine something more boring than a manual. You know, like I, I, yeah. I, I just struggle. I struggle to read a good book because that's me. But um, it, it's, it's good. And I think you, that's so good, though. Like, that's really good. Like, some people used to call us because they didn't know how to clean a mythos yeah. one grinder, which is one of the most simple things to do, you know. And I'll try to re reconvert it. It's like just cleaning. And even I know how to do that. Um, and it's like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, wow, you read every single manual. That's amazing. I think more people, I hope that lots of people are going to rewatch this and I'm like, damn, I need to read at least a manual of my machinery because you're right. Um, if you know your tools, we go back yeah, and cooking. It's like, yeah, I mean, it's like even understanding a manual uh, 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 a lever machine to to a normal nine bar machine. Like, why is it different? What does it do? Where's the pump? Why is there no pump? What's the pump? All of these things, they help you understand how you can, like we're all talking about extracting flavor and blah, 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 blah. But if we don't know the machines that extract it actually, then we will not really understand why it tastes different in a different size basket, for example. Yeah, and and look, I think you have high standards, and maybe towards you know you wanna. Uh, it's great. It's like a form of almost perfectionism, which you you want to be on all forms of coffee of the coffee bean. Let's imagine a big coffee bean. You want to be in the middle, on the top, on the right, on the left, and you're just tackling all this knowledge and uh, like a sponge, you know, like a sponge just trying to absorb. Uh, manuals and uh, uh, barista tips and uh, flavors and all of it. So I'm very excited to see what's going to be next for your for your journey because I think that, you know, you're in the right place to e even explore further things that you, 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 you haven't searched yet for it. Um, I'm very excited to see where you go next. And hopefully we're going to meet at MICE this year if it still happens. But... Obviously, I'll be I'll be floating around, and I'll love to grab coffee with you and all the all the people around you and whatnot. Um, Instagram, it was so good to talk to you. Instagram, we shut the live in about four minutes because ah, we already. spoke for oh sixty. God. Oh my yeah. god, <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty time. good. That's pretty good. Um, we can keep going, but I'm sure you got stuff to do. Um, um, usually, ask the question: What's next on? your planet i know that you talked about COVID. i'm gonna add one more thing what's gonna be also your next tattoo as soon as the tattoo studio reopens oh my god that's a, that's a good question because yesterday i got my my delivery and i ordered myself a tattoo gun <laughs> so, <laughs> so i think i'm just gonna do a couple of tattoos on my own on my own skin and then <laughs> Yeah. Of course. I can tell you the I'm last sure. one. The last yeah, one sorry, was go a pig on. with wings. The last one was a pig with wings. Sounds, <laughs> sounds about right. And, uh, <laughs> no, for sure. Uh, and, and it doesn't surprise me that you bought, you bought the two gun, and I'm sure you already read the manual. Yes, I did for <laughs> the whole day. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I know how it works. <laughs> 
There you go. Well, do you know what? I'll tell you a funny story. Um, I actually had uh, my first tattoo booked for the 28th of April. I booked it about a couple of months ago. But obviously, the studio is closed. So there you go. You, you are ahead of what me in that it? department. Um, it's, it's like um, it's my, when my grandpa leaves, he has uh, two Japanese trees. It's called Lokwat. I'm sure you probably know that fruit. It's like orange fruit. And uh, I just wanted uh, seven leaves and six fruits. It's, uh, it's cool. It's, it was, was going to be a cool drawing, but I already had another five or six ideas. Um, it's just because my goal for 2020 is to say yes to all the things that I used to say no. Okay, don't do drugs. <laughs> okay, just saying. just saying. Good point, good point, good point. Okay. I mean... <laughs> Obviously, within limits, uh, but all the those, even the small stuff. But yeah, good point. I like I like where you're going. Uh, uh, yes, aside from drugs and drinking sixteen Irish uh, coffees, um, probably yeah, I'm gonna say no to that. Um, I'm super grateful uh, and blessed that we had this chat. It was great. We should do it more in a couple of months or whenever. Uh, and just uh, see where you're at and meet up at mice and whatnot. And uh, it was very good to meet you. If there's anything that you want to drop before the end, uh, please, the stage is yours. It was very great to be on here. Thank you so much. And um, I'm definitely going to tune in for the next couple of lives because I think on Sunday, Agnieszka is on as well. So very, very excited for that. Yeah, I was lucky to meet her last year. She came and she was hosting an event. And uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, pretty excited too. And uh, I've been super happy with everyone because everyone that's been coming on, they all have such great amount of assets. All of you guys are just amazing. And uh, we all look up to you and we all want, you know, want you to succeed for sure. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Take it, take it. I know you don't want to, but just take it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Maybe, maybe, okay, cool. maybe your next, maybe, maybe your next manual is gonna be um, uh, um, self love and uh, hey, I'm good. That's your yeah. next manual. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think only no. once I go place better than I've placed, maybe it'll sink in. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I get you. I get you. No, you're amazing. Trust me. Uh, we all we all know that. And uh, very happy to have you on, and we'll, we'll talk soon. Thank you very much. Auf Wiedersehen. Cheers. Cheers.